Is there a problem, officer? Yes, you've got a noise complaint. Hey, this is Max. You're listening to Noise Complaint. We would like to acknowledge that CITR is located on the unceded, traditional, and ancestral territories of the Musqueam people. We are uninvited guests, and we keep this in mind with all the work that we do. Vancouver has an extremely rich music subculture, but it's sometimes hard to figure out what's going on. So we wanted to share performances and interviews with some of the artists that we're most excited about. This episode, Miles Black makes his way back into the CITR studio. This time, not as a host, but with his solo project, Bukesword. He chats with Jasper about poetry, Pokemon zines, and being explicit in queerness. Jasper, thank you for having me. 
Thank you for having me, CITR. <laughs> um, so I'm doing original stuff today and a couple covers. Um, this next one <laughs> is by the Ronettes. And um, I play this song because uh, I'm queer and I'm a new queer. <laughs> like I came out when I was 25 and I'm 29 now. So I'm, a, I'm like a baby queer or a young queer. I'm not very uh, experienced at it yet. Uh, so this song is <laughs> me singing about myself. I have a boyfriend He says I'm his only one mm. We want to get
just heard word that someone says to rock out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool, I can do that. <laughs> like rock out more? Okay. Uh <laughs> I'm just gonna keep rocking then. Uh, this next one, I don't know how it's gonna go. Every time I play it, it goes a little different and it's a weird one. It's called Play Along. Now that I've bent all my strings out of tune a little bit, um, it's perfect. Whew. Okay. Uh, this next one is another cover. This is by Arthur Russell. Um, my band Pale Red covers this song, and uh, I want to give a shout out to Portia and Charlotte, my bandmates, for introducing me to Arthur Russell and suggesting that we cover this song and especially to Charlotte for like working out a really rad cover of it on their own uh, that we could all like base our cover off of and then that's what I based my solo cover off of. <laughs> um, yeah. further I gotta remember this uh, this episode is brought to you by boys will be boys fraternity the patriarchy of tomorrow today <laughs> mm. 
I think I've just got one more, and then I'm going to chat with Jasper a little bit. Um, this song uh, goes out to, I mean, I know it's August right now, but there's still people in school uh, struggling to keep up. <laughs> um, this song is all about school, and school in like the basic sense of the word, like the basic structures of what school is, of sitting in a square room in line with a bunch of other people who are all sitting and facing a teacher. Um, when I started learning more about Canadian history, um, 
it struck me that all the like the model that we have that schools are based on at least in Canada and the schools that I grew up with they're based on this model that was developed by like religious missionaries mostly Christian missionaries um, who were like offering a service to the nation and were very supported um, by the colonial government and it's a very not to say that there's anything wrong with this structure, but it's very like steeped in old world religious theory. Even the like the structures of a school or a, a room having four walls, uh, almost like the four pillars of Christian belief, and the idea that you can go into a space and get closer to God there. Uh, I think it's very religious, and I don't mm. even at schools that don't really push religion on kids, like those structures are there, and I wanted to focus on it. with my pedal, but I'm just going to keep going. There were four walls, there were four walls, our 
Thank you. You're listening to Noise Complaint on CITR 101.9 FM and Discorder Magazine. And welcome back. I'm Jasper. I'm your host. I'm live in studio with Puke Sword. Hi. How you doing? Oh, great. Thanks for performing. That was great. Thank you for having me. It was uh, such a treat. We opened the doors. We uh, we put on a big show for everybody in the nest. Mm-hmm. I think it went pretty well. Yeah, I got to see some of my CITR pals. Um, great. <laughs> um, Miles, tell us for all the listening people at home, tell us a little bit about Puke Sword, <laughs> how it started, what it is, etc. Uh, it's really simple. It's it's just my solo project where I experiment with new stuff. So I only perform like a handful of times throughout the year uh, just because it's a way to get more comfortable with stuff that I'm writing. I see you use it for, for R&D, for your songs, research and development. While you, yeah, sure. Yeah. It took me a second to remember what R&D stands sure. for. <laughs> yeah, it's not, really like a, it's not really an abbreviation or an acronym we use much around here. What I thought, what I thought of immediately was rhythm and doom. <laughs> rhythm and doom? Yeah. Which uh, I, I don't know if that's a genre label yet, but it's... Uh, Sounds like a pretty good one. Yeah, I would. I would even call so, myself Rhythm and Doom. Rhythm and Doom. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, um, <laughs> oh, go on, Miles. Sorry. Oh no, <laughs> I don't have anything. Um, um, well, you, you, you're involved in more musical projects than just Puke Sword. I, I know that you you play in a band called Pale Red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're like working on our third album right now. Yeah, cool. Uh, no release date yet, but we're like, it's it's happened. We've <laughs> we've played the songs you we play- know it'll be an album yeah you you recorded the songs i believe it's uh it's it's in the mixing phase right now yeah totally cool uh, tell us a bit about pale red like i i really don't know much about pale red i know it's you and some other folks but that's about it yeah it's me and charlotte coleman and uh, who also goes by buy house and Portia beam and we <laughs> we've been friends since like high school days and when we were playing in bands together and we just sort of like kept going like bands kept changing but Portia and Charlotte were always involved <laughs> um and this is just like our new thing we've been a band for like Pale Red's been a thing for five years we've got two albums out um it's like art punk or like weird pop sure yeah um we all like contribute uh songwriting to the band we all like switch around and play different instruments. Oh, I love that. But it's mainly like guitars, drums, uh, bass, simple classic down rock, rock trio stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I'm looking forward to hearing that that new record when it when it gets mixed and, and released. Cheers. Um, have you? Uh, what's going on lately with you, music wise, uh, like show wise, writing wise, um, aside from the uh, the uh, Pale Red album? doing a lot of solo stuff lately cool um i just did a show of like new works at the toast that andy resto put on right um and that's kind of like in a way it kind of encapsulated my whole summer because that's what i've been working on is like new solo stuff and trying to um actually give myself some like care you can Uh, be hard sometimes yeah Yeah. i think (laughs) i think for years i like i actually avoided taking care of myself or I thought of it as selfish and Mm. thought of it as uh, um, like I would get guilty about it. Okay. So um, was it conscious or unconscious? 
with what? Well, you said, like you said, um, for a while there, you you weren't taking care of yourself. Do you think oh. that was like an unconscious thing or a conscious? No, it was thing? totally conscious. Like I oh, would okay. put it into words, even. I see. Um, like it felt like, um, well, I can I can take it, so I can I should I should be taking as much as I can. I see. Interesting. Okay. And now uh, I think the opposite. I think like, well. Um, I depend on people, and people depend on me, and sure. I need to keep myself healthy, and uh, I need to care for myself so that I can give care to the people I love. Yeah, that's that sounds really healthy. And that's been the focus of my summer is like learning how to uh, self care and actually like apply it to your life and to use it to do good. That's a that's a big that's a big task. I uh, I feel like I could learn a few things from you. In oh. that department. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot to learn. <laughs> That's good. That's a good way to feel, mm. I think. Yeah, it's, I feel hopeful. Um, hope, yeah, we need hope. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know that, uh, I learned this today, actually. I know that you also write poetry and that you, you have a zine in the works. Mm-hmm. Or the, maybe you've published other zines. Yeah, I'm actually working on zine three of this cool. series called Tall Grass. Um, that I've been collaborating on with uh, Lyle Partridge from Victoria. Okay. Um, and it's uh, <laughs> it's cute because it's it's built around uh, the imagery of Pokemon. Pokemon. And it's yeah. sort of uh, designed like a little Pokedex, um, and each poem uh, corresponds to a, a Pokemon drawing that Lyle, Lyle has done. Um, so it's kind of looking at Pokemon as like mythic imagery, sort of like a tarot deck. Okay. Okay. Um, like archetypes. Yeah, totally. Cool. It's basically just like uh, a um, subjective view of like what I see when I look at Pokemon. Sure. That's where the poetry comes from. And then it's Lyle's images, which are so profound and like I just love like gazing at for hours. Like cool. there's so much there. How did you, how did the project start? Like, how did you get connected with Lyle? Um, I mean, we've been friends for years. We really connected with each other once we met because um, we both had depression and um, we both were, like, struggling with that a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of late nights where we'd be up till, like, four in the morning just talking and talking and, like, really excited to be, like, sharing yeah. really intimate stuff with someone who also, like, gets it. Um, so we had like this, like, we really like bonded really quickly. Um, and, uh, at the time, uh, Lyle was working on Adventure Time, uh, doing storyboard work for them. And I did a cover of a song from Adventure Time by Rebecca Sugar. So we collaborated on that where like Lyle made an image for it. Um, so that's on like YouTube, it's Puke Sword or Miles Black. I can't remember but it's a cover of Everything Stays by Rebecca Sugar. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we've been working together for a while, and this is like, you know, we put out Tallgrass 1 and Tallgrass 2 recently, and now I'm working on Tallgrass 3. Great. Do you have, like, a like a, like a release sort of timeline in mind? Is it What stage are you at? Well, I'm in the middle of writing it right now, which sure. is fun because I've got, like, Pokemon on the brain, and I'm just trying to, like, decide which Pokemon to focus on. Oh, I see. You're trying to pick your Pokemon. Yeah. 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 yeah trying to pick my team. Your um, squad. Yeah. 
So I'm like I'm like halfway through writing it, so I don't know when it'll be released. But okay, um, okay. And you have some? Do you have anything you can share with us? I, I do. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so every issue of Tall Grass, um, and it's called Tall Grass because that's a feature of the game. That's like you walk into the tall grass, and at any moment you could be attacked by a Pokemon and okay. have to fight. It's like entering the arena. Kind of, but it's like out in the wilderness, right. and it's just you. Okay. And uh, a world of Pokemon that could suddenly appear at any yep. time. Yeah. So you might walk through the tall grass and nothing happens. You just keep going, or you might be like attacked with every step and have to sure you know battle Pokemon. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um. So every tall grass starts with a title poem, just sort of like introducing the work. Okay. Um. And this hasn't been published yet, but this is my title poem for Tall Grass Three. Great. Okay. <clears throat> attempt, attempt, attempted. Surrender. Get lost and radiate lostness. Meander through this the way everything does. Gaze and fall into your own gazing. Tall grass is a point of potentiality, an English translation of an already translated art, a subjective mythological index trap that you can't always avoid. As urgent and fearful as we feel, it is our privilege to devote time to others' absurd gestures towards the unaccountable. We seem to want to study everything at once. We understand that the path each particular gaze creates is brief and uniquely chaotic. We are nature, constituent getting lost in each other's subjectivity, putting ourselves out there. If we attempt, we can allow others to tear us apart. This is the latest version of reciprocity. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> I feel a little funny reading it on the radio. Yeah? Um, I haven't done many readings of this, and when I do, it's usually accompanied by like 8-bit Game Boy music. Right. I love it. I love 8-bit music so <laughs> much. Too. It's so nostalgic for me. Um, so I play like Game Boy music from the Pokemon game, but I slow it down to half speed, you, so it's very yes. dreamy. <laughs> yes. It's, and, everything's instantly cool when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it feels funny to read it because like a lot of these poems are very like, like packed with imagery and me trying Seriously, to like yeah. put in precise terms something that I'm trying to communicate. Mm. So I feel like it's it's something it's a good thing to like sit with and spend time with. It's a weird thing to just hear on the radio. Poetry's like that. I know because it comes at you when you're at readings. It's coming at you, you know, at the speed it's coming at you. But often when I read poetry, I I really take my time because you want to process everything. There's mm -hmm. it's there's so much meaning that you that. Uh, that you have to process it. Mm -hmm. It can be difficult at readings. Do you, um, how, how, how long have you been writing poetry? Like, has this been a part of your life for a long time? Um, I only started like really committing myself to it like maybe three years ago. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, and I'd always like written poems here and there and like they usually turn into lyrics for songs, but this is the first time where I like, I felt I had a set that like could be published together cool are you are you sort of 
in the mix in the local spoken word scene here in Vancouver? Because I'm not, but I'm really curious about it. Uh, I'm not really. I mean, I, I'm just sort of like uh, edging into it. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, I, well, I mean, I've been involved with Agony Club. Um, one Pro- of the songs that I played, Play Along, has been released on an Agony Club uh, compilation. Okay. And um, I've performed for Agony Club and with Casey Way before. I actually don't know anything about Agony Club. Oh, they're great. Yeah, tell us it's, about them. It's all run by Casey Way, who's in uh, Kamikaze Nurse. And, oh, okay. And Hazy. Um, and it's just a like a local DIY collective of um, artists publishing like uh, kind of esoteric work. Cool. Um, and Andy Resto has been on it before as Zichuta. There's a lot of really beautiful music, um, and they put on great events too. So I would I would recommend you check out Agony Club Club okay. with a K. Agony Club with a K. Yeah, got it. Um, do you, do you have any other poems you want to you want to share at this point? Oh, that's the only one I brought. Okay, and that's kind of like I didn't even check with Lyle to read that, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, sure that's I'm fine, sure Lyle's but... okay with it. I had a question for you about something you shared with us during your set um, about coming out. Um, at the age of 25 mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just curious, like what, what kind of um, effect that had on, on like the work you were doing or like music, the music, the poetry you were, you were writing. Um, did it t- just tell me about how, how that changed your work or if it changed your work at all? Yeah, I think it did. Cause it changed everything. Like, well, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it felt like uh, I think I talked to Devours about this in an interview where we both said it felt kind of like blooming. Um, and like I had realized a big part of myself that I had been repressing. Sure. Um, so since then, I've been like talking about it more and sort of like publicly expressing it and writing about it. Um and I think my lyrics have always been kind of cryptic or like a mm-hmm. little bit like mysterious. Um, and I think that was intentional. And lately I'm trying to get more explicit. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think it made me want to be more public and more explicit with my queerness and just out of like solidarity. Okay. I see. I see. Um, was well, it sounds like it had a very positive effect on the work you were doing and oh, I, yeah. I'm sure yeah yeah it just it also in a way it like made everything easier like it was so much it's like when you get a diagnosis and mm-hmm. it's just like it's it feels oddly safe to be able to like put a word to that sure um and it felt like um uh it was me you know like I'm just sort of I've realized more of who I am so it was very freeing wow that's great well, Miles, this was a, this was a real treat to get to watch you play and chat with you on air. Um, thanks Thank so much for coming and and doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I feel really good about this. Like, you have fun. Yeah, I had a great time and it was real comfortable playing. And awesome. I, like, I like chatting to you. Yeah, I do. I do too. Um, well, I hope I hope you come back soon. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Noise Complaint, and thank you to Puke Sword for joining us in the studio. Find out more about Miles, the tall grass scene, and more on Instagram, at Pukesword.